you see something, you know, you see someone walking in the background and there's no cue. You're just like, the uh, guys, I, I think yeah. it's crazy to call it a trash movie. I, I enjoyed yeah. my watch. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to More Butter, uh, the channel with more content. And today we have the Camp Counselors uh, finale, I do believe, uh, unless something gets switched around on the back end. But uh, we thought it would be a good excuse to uh, look at some of your guys' unpopular opinions. You know, we've had an interesting season this year of talking about some of, like, the worst of the worst, the funnest of the worst. Uh, so we thought we'd take a look at some of your opinions on what we might consider to be the best movies uh, and get you guys involved. Uh, and then we can like rip on each other uh, and make fun of you. It's a great, it's a great thing. So uh, make sure to leave some five-star ratings on the podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. But my name is Amanda, the Jedi, and I am joined today by my co-host, Kenny JD. Hi. And Mr. Gigi. Hey, what's up, guys? I just got like I said that so enthusiastically because I was like uh, JD and Gigi. It kind of rhymes, so my brain was like really happy about it. <laughs> there, there was like an ongoing like somebody really theatrically was like, "I've always wondered what is the JD." I saw and that. Search through your entire channel to find out what is the JD, and I was like, "It's my initials, dude." It's not, it's not, that it's deep. not it's not deeper than that. I think someone asked once, and I was like, yeah, it's Kenny Jesus, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got some fun ones. There was like, um, uh, oh, well, I can do the dramatic reading of, of the original tweet. <laughs> yeah, that's good. After hours of intensive research, my friend, and they tag their friend, and I have queried about the very meaning of JD. Who is JD? What is JD? Why? It's JD. <laughs> to no avail. After many bad movies and many great beats, nothing. We have but a simple question. What might it stand for? And they added me and I was like, my initials. Ultimate letdown. And it's uh, Kentucky <laughs> Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> Kendrell Haritos of Detroit. Haritos of Detroit? <laughs> Kenny Jason Derulo, which just yep. feels wrong because I can't stand Jason Derulo. And I was one of the first to say it. I'm just, like, I had no reason to hate Jason Derulo, and I just did from the onslaught. And I'm so happy I've been vindicated and, and I've been vilified. People were like, why do you hate this man? I was like, I don't know. I just do. And now, over time, we've just gotten more and more evidence that my intuition was Yeah, correct. it's like cats came out, and we were like, see, this man's a fucking menace. <laughs> Look at him on and the Kelly Clarkson doing show. TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> then he started doing TikToks, and I was like, aha! <laughs> yeah, the TikTok era is what got me. I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, you should have yeah. no time for this, so. Yeah, that little uh, Jason Derulo doesn't hit the same anymore. Jason Man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure this is fake. There was a tweet that said he used to say that during sex, and that's what led to the breakup of him at Jordan Sparks. 
just announce himself inside every time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. But movie opinions. <laughs> yeah. Movie opinions. Um, real quick before we hop into it, though, we are super close to hitting 30,000 subscribers on the channel. So if you're not woo, yet woo. subscribed, it would be awesome if you could do that. We would greatly appreciate it. The sub button's just down there. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, but yeah. Unpopular opinions. So um, I guess some of these kind of went in a little bit of a theme. So we're going to run through a couple of those ones, but um, there's definitely some other interesting ones that I saw that I feel like it would be fun (laughs) to get into. And, and, you know, like the more people we include in this, it's it's fun. It's fun. But uh, the the ones that we've got are kind of like three relatively well-received like horror movies, either from like an artistic level or from like an overwell reception level. But you should have at least heard of them if you haven't seen them. But the first unpopular opinion is coming from the user uh, Vinush, I think. Vinush? V-I-N-U-S-H. And they have laid out the full explanation of their issues here. Midsommar is absolute shit. Unlikable characters played by bad actors make stupid decisions because the movie needs to happen. It's not shocking, gross, or disturbing. It's dull and pretentious. Ari Aster is a good cinematographer, but a poor writer and director. All right. I personally disagree. How about you two? I say boo. <laughs> say boo. And, and no one asked your... Well, we explicitly <laughs> asked <laughs> <you>. <laughs> But you're wrong. Is Shut what up. I said. <laughs> Shut up. Right. What, what about what about you, Mike? You- Have uh, you seen that one? I've, Mike? I, I've never seen the movie, so <laughs> oh. I saw Hereditary. Okay, I was gonna ask. And I saw Hereditary. there's something about the Johnsons, or whatever it's called. So, so did how you- was your feelings on someone about the Johnsons? Yeah. Sorry, not to get sidetracked. I, I like that movie in a very weird way because it's just I did too. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When I first watched it, when it became like a meme kind of on the internet, it was like, oh, this is fucking disgusting piece of shit. And then rewatching, I was like, no, this is actually good. I yeah. like this. Yeah. He's good at what he does. He's uh-huh. like super yeah. good. He did an AMA like not long after Midsommar came out or like right around when it did. And just like one of the questions was just like, are you okay? And it was just no. <laughs> just no. And like he wants to do a comedy apparently. And I just oh. need to know when Ari Aster comedy would feel like, because so many moments in his movies feel funny because if you're so uncomfortable, you have to laugh. Mm-hmm. You're like, I feel like that would just be the entire experience. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'd be interested to see what happens when he's like intentionally trying to like be comedic. But yeah, in terms of this opinion, I completely disagree. I can understand why this movie isn't for everyone. But to mm. call Ari Aster a poor writer and director is like absurd Just to me. Yeah, I, I in a lot of ways makes me call into question like if you know what you think you're criticizing there. Uh, but uh, I can I, again, if you don't like it, that's totally fine. I think. Well, I've always had the opinion, which in and of itself is perhaps a bit of a. A controversial opinion that I prefer this over mid uh, over um, hereditary. Same. Well, I've I've gotten really called out for that because everybody's I like, believe no, it. like hereditary is like his his best work and yada yada yada. And I was like, I I had some like continuity errors with with hereditary, and I've had a lot mm-hmm. of people say like, oh, you've just taken it too literary and blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't I don't 
think so. I don't find no. myself being like particularly mm. obtuse to certain like allegories, but I just yeah. wasn't getting the connection that uh, they were trying to make. But Hereditary was good, mm-hmm. as in like it's fun, it, fun quote unquote to watch. <laughs> but and some scenes really, especially taken out of context, are. Uh, legendary yeah absolutely fucking sawing your own head off with piano wire in midair yeah wild yeah yeah (laughs) i love that the head banging (laughs) the head banging on the ceiling yeah great (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i think just midsummer just felt more uh like a movie that it's scary because it can happen but it's like it's it's really more so about like how predatory certain interpersonal relationships are and i think that in of itself is more terrifying to me than kind of the the ghost story stuff yeah absolutely like the hereditary stuff like that whole like possession stuff is like there's obviously the bigger like there's the allegory for what that's representing in this family and their dynamic Mm -hmm. and everything but then like midsomar has like the psychological stuff while what's actually happening this like whole idea that some people walk away being like, good for her. But it's like, right. nah, she just got like indoctrinated into like a white supremacist cult to be like a baby making machine. Like this is right. not a good thing. She was preyed on. They specifically knew she had no family, no atta- like attachments, no nothing. She's fucking preyed on yeah. to like come and into that's this. Scary. Like it's horrifying. And that's what I think was so scary afterwards. It's like, did we watch? Because I think that's what was so scary about the experience. I was like, did we watch the same movie? Like, I think I I just think a lot of people are like, well, I've had a bad boyfriend or a bad girlfriend, and I and I and I feel like to an extent, some people have been the person who's like maybe stayed in situations where they know that maybe they shouldn't have stayed just because they're Mm -hmm. trying to like not rock the boat or they're waiting for like the right moment. And then like things just keep getting like worse. So you end up being like the shitty partner that you don't even want to necessarily be the Mm. shitty partner. So I just feel like, but if you've been on the receiving end of that, it's like really fucking horrible. So I think by the end when everyone's like, Oh my God, triumph. Light him on fire. Queen. And it's like, no. Burn him inside a bear suit. Queen. (laughs) Like, um, cause I remember what made me want to watch it. Was like the trailers and everything, but then I, yeah. I had forgotten about it, and I was like, because I remember seeing the trailers for it on TV, thinking mm. like that's a movie that I would enjoy. I need to watch that at some point, and I yeah. just forgot about it. But what brought it back to me was uh, seeing like a, tw- like a Twitter post of some sort that was kind of like, um, uh, you know, these are girl boss, yes. I call characters. it the, I call it the good for her cinematic universe. There we go. Yeah, it's and I'm like I don't think this movie uh and and there was a Most lot of, of them like don't. argument. Yeah. yeah. Most of like, the people this... on that list don't apply. Belong. Like they don't belong. <laughs> like absolutely not good for her queen. Not good for her. <laughs> <laughs> like this is she she is now burned everyone alive and is now in a cult and who knows where we'll go after that. So, yeah. I'll say you're wrong. <laughs> I agree. I, I think, and it's again, if you don't like this movie, I can totally understand it's, it's not going to be for everyone. And you can also like appreciate yeah. what the story is going for and still not like how it was like executed. Fair. But I just think that the critique of like bad acting, um, like not being Florence like, Pugh. or bad. Florence writing. Pugh is bad acting. She's amazing. That was her, that was <laughs> here. That was her year. So good. I'm so excited to see the new one. I forget what it's called, but the yeah, one the with, one with 
don't Harry something Styles something yeah don't something i I'm can't excited. remember either but yeah i'm excited she's great that looks good um but yeah that's i just i i think ariaster is so good at what he does and that he will show something shocking but then cut to the reaction of the person seeing it so that you see mm. their horror but then he will cut back to whatever that disturbing imagery is and like hold on it for a bit so like in hereditary <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, the mush face and hereditary. It's like the bugs crawling all over her face after you're getting like the horrific screams from Tony Collette's character while Alex is just like catatonic in his bed. And then in like Midsommar, it is the the smushed faces, you know, and he will just hold on it. So instead of showing you the thing as it happened, it's just the out, it's the aftermath and it comes like out of nowhere so that you 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 think you're safe. You're you're like, OK, well, at least I didn't see it happen. You fucking did. Now you get to see the aftermath of it, which is like worse in some ways. So like he's I think he's very good at what he does. He has a very specific style. So we respectfully disagree. Mike abstains from the question. Yes. No, I still disagree with you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So then the next one uh, is one I personally really disagree with. But me and Kenny kind of talked a little bit. But it follows was a trash movie. Uh, I disagree. I don't think it's trash. No, it's not. I think it's good. I I think it gets silly at at times for sure and like falls apart a little bit in areas. Um, But It Follows is the first time in like years. I I mean, years that something made me feel anxious while like after the movie was done. So like I'm going home and I'm like looking around. I'm like, what the fuck? So like, for those who don't know, It Follows is like the STD ghost horror movie, basically, is that like, yeah, somebody has sex with you and then suddenly this thing, and you never know what it looks like, you never know who it's gonna be, is just walking towards you. It's never gonna stop walking towards you, and if it gets you, it's gonna like brutally fucking massacre you. So the only way to get it off your tail is to keep spreading it. Um, and then it'll, and it can always come back Because if that person doesn't spread it fast enough, as this thing kills people, it moves its way back down the list. So it's always hunting someone and you never know if it's going to be you. So that hit something in my brain that I was just (laughs) looking. I'm like, I'll I'll abstain from my opinion for the time. Did you see it, Mike? Yeah, I saw this one. Okay. Did you like did you like this? this I think it's kind of crazy to call it a trash movie. I, I think I. If I was being honest with myself, I think I wanted to like it more than I actually did like it. Fair. But I mean, I just thought the I thought the concept was interesting. I thought the way they portrayed like it just there was no answers for so long in that movie. So I kind of mm-hmm. felt like I was just being led to the dark, which mm-hmm. I like when mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> but yeah. I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good horror movie. It was kind of like that anxiety feeling that I just kept feeling, which I just like I like yeah. when a movie's able to make me feel uncomfortable even when i'm in my own home just fucking chilling and it's not just this weird like shitty jump scare fest or anything like that it's like no you're just waiting you see something you know you see someone walking in the background and there's no cue no one's talking about anything but you're just like the guys someone look over there (laughs) i I think it's crazy to call it a trash movie i I enjoyed my watch kenny (laughs) kenny uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think okay i'll say this i didn't think it was bad i don't i think saying trash is a little strong okay Um, now we're at least on a reasonable playing (laughs) field 
I think calling it trash is, is a little strong. I do think, though, kind of leading into... And maybe maybe this is because I I um I had heard of it, but I didn't really know much about other than some people saying like it's a really good horror movie. So I was going in like anticipating yeah. more so, yeah. and I think maybe that is partially why it felt a bit like a letdown. Okay, like, fair. I I watched it and I was like, oh okay, like I and maybe <laughs> that's it. I didn't get like the sensory like what's gonna happen feeling. I was just like, okay, okay. So where is this going? <laughs> like, and then it finally <laughs> got me there, and I'm like, an STD monster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's an STD monster. And then with something like an STD monster, it. Maybe and maybe this is my fault. I kind of assume that there's supposed to be like some deeper meaning to that. Um, and I'm like, okay, so is this like a conversation around like what is what is this <laughs> like? Where where are we getting at here with the particular use of like sex as horror and like sexual disease as horror? Is it if is it supposed to be in any way indicative of like a a, a bigger moral outside of that? Um, or is it just like a cool concept? I think it's a combination. Yeah, I think, and yeah. I think that's probably it. And so like, I was kind of watching it and I think it, at times I was supposed to feel anxious. I was more so saying like, what are you getting at? <laughs> like, where are you going? And I think that kind of like took me out of the actual Fair. feeling of anxiety. Um, maybe on a second watch mm. where I'm just kind of like, well, I don't even know if the effect would work again in the second way now that I've seen it, like the anxiety inducing okay. kind of feel but um, I wanted to feel more scared and I wasn't because okay. the things used to scare me were naked people, <laughs> naked, naked people and, and that's fair and fucking. I was like, oh, OK, well, not, neither of these things particularly <laughs> scare me. <laughs> so like, here we go. Yeah, but, uh, I saw this like opening night, like mm. in theaters. So there wasn't like any. No one knew what it really was yet. We just had mm. like the trailer. So I like I see. think that obviously helps. Like by now everybody's like, oh yeah, the SGD one. So it's just kind of like if you kind of know where it's going from the get-go, I think it, it removes a lot of that tension. But like mm. for me, the anxiety is really just this thing that is like constantly coming towards you. You don't know when it's gonna get you. Um, and like the anxiety that comes from that. And it's like as far as I know, it's actually like a primal thing in brains. And I can't remember if I've talked about this on the, probably not. There's like kind of the same reason why we like are kind of really horrified by something like zombies and why like the mm -hmm. lumbering killer and like slow moving horror villain and stuff is that we're kind of scared of things that hunt the same way we do. So mm. when we hunted back in the day, we would, you know, this fucking saber tooth tiger sees this like hairless thing sleeking towards it it runs away and it's like shit that thing was weird and then it just goes about its <laughs> business and then it like wakes up eight hours later with a fucking spear over its head because like we never stopped hunting it down so i think that there's a part of our brain that is afraid of that still in some mm. like primal way so like I, for me it's just the idea of this thing is constantly lumbering towards you you can w fly across the world you can go anywhere but eventually that thing will find you and it just takes letting your guard down for like one second for it to just like have you. So, and I will say that I could see how it would have this kind of like long held, like pulled tension thing mm -hmm. that could be really um, anxiety inducing mm -hmm. and like keeping you tight. I, I, it's funny because I like brought it up 
I was texting somebody and it was like, he was like, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching It Follows. I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I'm getting it. He's like, it's my favorite movie. It was made in Michigan too. I was like, now you're going to make me feel bad. (laughs) that I still don't like Uh, it. (laughs) I I kind of agree with you though, with the, with the thought thing, like thinking about something in a movie where you're like, start asking a bunch of questions that takes me Mm, out of the movie. If I really start to dive deep and I'm like, yeah, yeah, because now you're just like studying in your own head and you're not actually paying attention to the movie. So I kind of feel you on that. And in addition, uh, I tried watching it follows before I fully watched it as like a passive, Mm. like, Oh, cutesy, just horror movie on the fly. That Mm. doesn't work. I got like, I got like maybe like 10 minutes in and I was like, turn this shit off. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you have to be like zoned in. Yeah. And it is not the yeah. vibe. Yeah. I don't think I would have enjoyed this as much if I tried to watch it at home because I get distracted way too easily with everything all the fucking time. I have to work like really hard to like. Also in things. fairness, I may have been passively playing Clue at the same time. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, that's all it takes to pull you out of the tension. Yeah. Um, no. That was probably not. I was yeah. Mrs. Orchid. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but <laughs> this director is like he's a he's an interesting dude. He he most of his movies are kind of like weird and that you can't necessarily anticipate where like something's going. And there's like a lot of different layers you can look into. Uh, his follow up under the Silver Lake is another one. I really love it too, but it's so fucking weird. It has like Andrew Garfield in it, and it's just like this series of like conspiracy theories like growing up on like building on top of each other and then it's like most people would be like well that didn't have a satisfying ending and it's like well i think that's also kind of the point but i just appreciate him because i think he's got interesting ideas and like how he expresses Mm. them is like interesting but i can understand again this not being the movie for everyone and apparently people agree i this has a way lower audience score than i assumed uh so critics like it a lot audiences have it at like a 66 percent, which seems like shockingly low it's still fresh but too low for me but kenny's like no valid fair i, that I works. feel it's fair it's good fair. rating what does it have on letterbox <laughs> letterbox is at a 3.6 out of 5 that is that's good. Really, so, that sounds low to me for some reason. Yeah, it is like a sixty-something percent. No, no, uh, out of well, f- out of five, it's it's closer. It's like a uh, seven point, 70. like a seven point eight. Like it's yeah, it's between a seven, seven and an eight. But yeah, math. So yeah, math. I'm just fucking terrible at it. <laughs> um, and this last one, I actually think we're probably going to be like skipping over it because I think we've realized that I'm the only one who's seen Cabin in the Woods, but it's uh, Linopolis called fucking terrible am i the only one who Lenopolis. just just tell them they're wrong <laughs> you're, how you you're wrong i can understand <laughs> why you wouldn't like this and i am actually not a huge fan of how the end is executed um when other people love it but uh fucking terrible is just way too strong for this <laughs> movie I, I like self-aware horror comedies that try to do something unique so maybe i'm a little biased here but it has a 92% from critics and a 74 from audiences. Fucking terrible is way too low. <laughs> you could call it average if you wanted to when we let that fly. But uh, yeah. We also let's, have like other yeah. interesting. I was skimming through because we did like a like a. Yeah, we posted. Guess, like, we, we, yeah, posted we posted to let you guys uh, give us your opinions. And I was just skimming through it. And I saw some that were particularly galvanizing. Uh <laughs> Someone liked Evan Hansen. Yeah, that is our <laughs> buddy Scott really- Kramer. That's oh. our buddy Scott Kramer. Hi, Scott. Scott. You liked Evan Hansen. 
<laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he well, he said he kind of. He and honestly, he, to okay. an extent, I actually kind of liked Dear Evan Hansen. Dot, dot, and to dot. an extent, I can almost agree with him because is it a good movie? No, it's terrible. Was it a fun watch? Yes. <laughs> really. I saw- I saw it at a film festival. I was laughing. I was almost moved to tears, even though I was like, this kid's a fucking sociopath. (laughs) When they get to the song, Sincerely Me, where they're singing with the dead kid writing fake emails, hooked. That is still on my playlist. Fair. Hey, I will say that some of the songs, if taken out of context, I'd listen to willfully. Bangers waving through the window. Waving through the window. window. Yeah, still on my playlist. (laughs) Forty-eight-year-old man playing a high school junior. Yes, and and talking about how his life is so terrible, even though he's playing like he's besties with a kid who just killed himself. (laughs) Shout out to Dear Evan. So, Mike, have you seen it? Do you know what it is? I have no idea what Dear Evan Hansen is. Oh, 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 it's. <laughs> it was a, it was originally like a stage about? play. It was like a stage play, and it, it's basically uh, you don't really know the full story until till you're done with it. But the general idea is that there's this kid, he's bullied all the time, and like the resident, like outcast, angry, violent, about to be future criminal, tries to be nice to him one day after he like freaked out on him, mm-hmm. and then he basically thinks that. Evan was trying to antagonize him because of like this therapy letter he was writing to himself. So it's like, dear Evan Hansen, but you're writing to yourself. And it's like all the things you're working through. But then that kid takes that and kills himself. Oh, so the parents find the letter in this kid's pocket and they think that it's a letter that their son wrote to Evan Hansen, not a therapy letter that Evan Hansen was writing for himself. And instead of correcting it, he goes along with it and then just gets deeper and deeper and deeper into it to give them peace. But it's really just to, like, make his own life better. Mm -hmm. And there's a world where this could have been less sociopathic and could have, like, been decent. More empathetic. Empathetic. Like, you're a buddy. You're a bullied kid who, like, didn't have anybody. So we kind of get it. But there's so many things he did that made it, like, I can't defend you. Yeah. Like, I recut the trailer with thriller music and it, like, checks out. Like, if this was from anyone else in the movie's perspective, it would be a fucking horror that when you realize what happened, it's just kind of like the... And then he'd be in the doorway being like, what are you doing? (laughs) I have to, because my favorite scene is the one where he has to like admit, because of course you see it coming. Like at some point, the machine's going to drop. So that's not much of a spoiler. But he's like, but it's a musical. That's the other. He's like like singing his confession. (laughs) And then he's like, everything you wish you had was right there. And he starts screaming <laughs> at these like bere- like these bereaved parents. parents. And they cut over to the parents who are just staring at him in horror. So just, and this kid just fucking like singing. Like, he's crying like confession. snot. And he's also yeah, like 38 playing 17 years old. So it doesn't yeah. work at all. Yeah. So yeah, the thing about the looks is that, so like it was a stage play originally. Uh, oh ben God. Platt 
played Evan Hansen in the musical that was like nominated for Tony's, won a bunch of awards. And because his dad is a producer on the movie, it was really just kind of like, if Ben is not Evan Hansen, there's like no reason to make this apparently. But instead of just like letting him be Ben Platt, who doesn't look that old, like he's recently just been in like The Politician, which was like high schooler slash early like first year college. Like he could still pass as a high schooler if you really needed him to. Their way of like trying to make him look younger was to just cover his face in a bunch of foundation, perm his hair. So, and he just comes across looking as like an oversized toddler. It's like you'd walk into in school and be like- school with actual yeah, people that could te- pass as 17. So and he looks some like of them he's just are. like- it's like it Amanda like broke yeah. into the school. The school. Like my description was all like people be like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, oh, that's the mayor's son. We just don't talk about it. Like we just have to. <laughs> he's he's 38, but we just gotta let him keep chilling. <laughs> right here in a video. This is uh <clears throat> yeah, like it's makes me bad. think of like Will Ferrell for some reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looks like, it looks like a comedy movie where they're trying to make Will Ferrell look like a high schooler, right. but it's okay if it looks like shit because it's a comedy it's movie, not a serious drama where they thought they were like, we're talking about important things. Like, oh, that's another element of it. Like, what another thing that it kind of gets away with, I think, um, even though the story itself doesn't make Evan particularly likable, mm-hmm. is that it, it's about mental illness because he's like, he's anxious and all that yeah and and he's takes medication and like he's bullied and so like again there's all these things there that would make us more empathetic if this if this movie were done better but at the point when you're like feigning a relationship with a dead kid in order to get the things you want in life also he wants to fuck the dead kid's Sister. sister And basically, oh. so she she gets, like, emotionally gaslit by him making up fake stories about, like, him, like, the brother talking about her. And, like, they had a really strained relationship because, like, kid basically just, like, snapped one day and just became, like, this huge asshole, like, borderline delinquent, like, really abusive, like, punching walls, screaming. So, like, Evan's kind of providing them with a the side of their son that they thought they lost and the side of the brother mm. that they thought they lost. So she is now in a situation where a lot of the positive emotions she's really trying to feel for her dead brother are being like compounded in relationships for this fucking psycho kid that's lying about it all so that they can be in a relationship. And also there's this Fucked. there is there's a scene where he's like again through song uh he's like <laughs> expressing his love for the girl but in order to do that he does it through a song about the, the dead kid. Yeah. So he'd be because like, he ha- said, she's you're so good at playing guitar. Like, you know, like, yeah. And in the, order yeah. to like make her feel better about her, her complicated abusive relationship with her now dead brother. Mm-hmm. He turns it into like, he really loved you. And then says all the reason why he is in love with her. And it's just weird. And I was like, so this would not make me feel particularly healthy. It makes me feel like maybe the reason why he was so abusive is because he had conflicting reasons for why he was sexually attracted to his sister. Yeah, exactly. This It's bad. It's a it's terrible bad. movie. It's terrible. But so but thank you, Scott. Though. Thank you, Scott, for that. <laughs> thank you, Scott. <laughs> oh, God. What else is in here? Mike, do you see anything that like stands out to you that you can dive in on? Uh, if I quickly look over on my end, the first thing I see is every single Marvel movie reuses the same jokes. Thoughts? Anything there? 
one could argue that there is a through line in those movies intentionally so that if you watch all of them, you can be like, I remember that joke from when he said it in the first Avengers movie. Mm. And that's kind of how comedy works in real life. There's memes yeah. and you call back There's memes. There's playback. Like, Reddit is still doing that. I also choose that guy's dead wife joke. And it's been like seven years. And I don't know. If you know what that joke is, there's like a post, I don't. There's a post on Reddit years ago where it was like, if you could have sex with anybody uh-huh. alive or dead, who would you pick? And someone was like, my dead wife. And then the first response to that was, I also choose this guy's yeah. dead wife. I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> so now years Seven later, years. people can fit it in anywhere. Someone will be like, I also choose this guy's dead wife. And it's been like seven years. So comedy like that does exist in real life, but I can understand if you're not into it, if you're going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? We've been here already. <laughs> For seven years, Reddit. <laughs> so Let's good. see. What? Lion King is one of the most overrated Disney movies. The first third of the movie is really good, but after that, it becomes a snore fest. Really? I've never heard. Well, that's. Yeah, that's why it's unpopular. Yeah. Um, um, That's ballsy. From I, our friend Roberto Motus. Golf, yeah, call him, call, golf, call him out. Golf, golf, golf. <laughs> no, I disagree. Yeah. I really um, like Lion King. Yeah. I think you, part of the problem was that as a child, I didn't really get the concept of death. So the sad parts didn't really hit the way they were supposed to. Fair. They but hit me. Other than that, <laughs> I was like, they can't just do that, right? Like, <laughs> That wasn't like, just dying. That was like <laughs> it's we just fucked up. We just he got this trampling. It was hell. A stampede. This is the whole other thing I have to worry about now. Are you kidding? <laughs> My first mosh pit at thirteen. This is how it happened. Lying to me. <laughs> I was like, because I don't think I computed. I was like, wait. I, I would have been obviously incredibly young. I was like, okay. I saw a stampede. I saw a guy, I saw the the lion there. He seems really upset about it. What about this is not making sense to me? And that oh, is God. that I didn't know that death was a thing. <laughs> I was like, so why is he just like he's saying get up? Why won't he like just get up? Yeah, like, why didn't you? <laughs> and then so they just continue sleepy. the movie, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but no, I wonder if like, they mean that like really everything. Yeah, I wonder. I think they mean like everything after that point is where it. Becomes a snore yeah. fest, which I just... I still disagree. I disagree, you, for sure. Do you think you can give him any lenience for calling it one of the most overrated Disney movies? Cutting out his second half of that? Overrated? I um, think it's I think it's actually pretty accurately rated. Yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. Because it's, it's honestly one of those ones that when you see how much the fucking 2019 one made, it makes you upset that like the original can't stack up box office-wise, even though more people have seen mm. it. The only reason why the new one did well was because... The original is so of the original. beloved and universally, mostly universally liked. Um, so I think that kind of. I have an opinion speaks. on underrated Disney, though. Okay, we can do that too. What's what do you think? True. Underrated. I feel Disney? like Hercules. Yes, is an incredibly underrated Disney movie. Yes, that movie was so underrated. It never really ended up. And maybe recently it has, but it wasn't in like the Disney vault. I don't know if you guys know what the Disney vault is. No. There's like, so there's only there for a while. And maybe still there's only when there's windows that you could buy Disney movies in. So they could just constantly mm. re-release things. So you only had like 
three months to buy Lion King on VHS. Then you only had it like once it came out on DVD, you had three months to get it on DVD. Same thing for Blu-ray. But then there was like a handful of movies that were Disney that didn't fall into that umbrella. And like Hercules was always one of them. And I only know that because I worked at a store that sold DVDs for years and we'd, we'd always have it in at like a reasonable price. Whereas like the stuff that's in the vault when it comes out of the vault, they're every time selling it for like 20, 30, 40 dollars. And then it resells for fucking insane because if you want it, it's the only way you can get it. I blame I blame the Puritans. I think they didn't want a movie on Greek mythology. Possibly, because that movie is really Maybe. good. That movie's really good. Yeah. And the of all the like like the musicals of that like late 80s through the 90s um Renaissance era disney or whatever um i think it's one of the best soundtracks too mm. so i'm I'm just really upset yeah <laughs> that people really don't appreciate it i hope that it slowly gets the uh i guess at some point gets all of the recognition it deserves in retrospect i suppose i can agree with but. that and today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Haritos, the all-natural, made-with-real-sugar soda that comes in a glass bottle in a variety of delicious flavors like lime, mango, guava, and the ever-elusive watermelon. So if you want to figure out where to find Haritos yourself, click the link in the description down below to use their store locator and stop by Walmart to pick up their Fiesta Pack so you can try all the flavors for yourself. Thanks again so much to Haritos for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, Mike, do you get anything that you consider is an unpopular opinion that you either strongly agree with or disagree with? You're saying of my own or something I've seen on here? Either or. Like if you just got something, if something's jostled free. Uh, The Irishman is the most forgettable Scorsese movie. It's a lethargic, bloated melodrama that is unintentionally funny in some parts. Maybe it's just something that was made too late, but seeing 80-year-old Robert De Niro as a 40-year-old try to convincingly beat someone up killed me. I agree with the Irish the last part of that because that's probably yeah. like the worst scene in the movie when he goes is, to kick the dude yeah and, and he's like, just like didn't like he denial's like trying to keep his balance basically <laughs> yeah, he's like i can't fall exactly. down and break a hip yeah so like I they could have used a body double there <laughs> they a thousand yeah. percent could have so that's that's the worst scene in the movie and i'll give you that but i mean i really like the irishman it could just <laughs> be my attachment is to like mobster movie? movies but it's recent. Is that movie the one that's like four hours long it's or something? Three like that? hours. Three, yeah, three. three. Yeah, three to three and a half. Or three and a half. Like Maybe. No, three. no, no, no. I f- there was. Okay. That, you're thinking that you're probably thinking else. the Justice League. You're probably thinking Snyder Cut. As far as I know, there are there was, no other than the Snyder Cut. There's like nothing that's like approaching four hours. I don't think as an actual movie. Because someone was saying like I think it was the okay maybe. Oh, three and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. So they were saying, like, if yeah. you wanted to watch it like a TV show, I remember someone put there up, was like, ways you had could, like time the stamps, time yeah. stamps like how to watch yeah. it. I just remember just being like, "This is a long ass movie," and at mm. some point, it was like, "There you go. That's the end." It was good though. Like, yeah. I feel like if you like, you know, like The Gangster. Godfather yeah. and you know, gangster movies like that, I think you'll. you'll how long it. is How long is Goodfellas? Goodfellas is like two and a half. Good. Yeah, two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Let me check. Yeah, Goodfellas runtime might be a little longer. Two twenty six, yeah. It feels longer in ways, though. I find like there's something about Godfather. Not Goodfellas hits a point where you, I feel like you become like aware of how long it's been running, but like not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah, because there's a there's like a. I remember on the old DVD I had, there was like a side B. Yeah, and even when you're watching it full on, like it feels very much like, oh, okay, this is like intermission time almost. Like, damn, we're about it. We're about to keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you're saying it was made too late. Like I said, I agree just because, 
like the anti-aging effects that they had didn't really bother me that much like no. i said it was really only that de niro scene where i could tell like these guys are old as shit yeah it was but the other movie. than that i mean the acting was great i i enjoyed the movie yeah. a lot so i disagree chase bg1 yeah. i don't know if you saw one I, there's the scott pilgrim one but i don't know if we want to oh what did you okay. say i was gonna i was gonna bring up like um Someone said James Wan is overrated. Us wasn't as good as Get Out. Fast and the Furious films are made for people who know which crayons have the best taste. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I think at this point we all kind of know the Fast and Furious films are just kind of memes, right? Yeah. And like that's that's right. what it is. Yeah. You go in there, you turn your brain off, and you look at stupid shit. Yeah. I, also- I, I was gonna my most like um powerful opinion is they were wrong about us. Not being as good as Get Out. Um, I think Get Out was good, but just Us was better. So I, I need disagree. to watch Us again. I like so. Us a lot, but I think Get Out's better. But I don't think that it's unpopular to think that Get Out was better than Us because I think most people think that Get Out is better yeah, than I Us. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I don't think that that's actually an unpopular opinion at all. I think that Kenny is unpopular in liking it more. I'm a- but I don't think it's a bad opinion to have. Let me just I think this that. is just a running running gag now. I like the things that people know, except for Evan Hansen. And then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well with like us and ghetto, us and ghetto is like hereditary and midsomar. It's like right. they're both great from directors who really know what they're doing, and it just kind of like whichever something's gonna resonate with you more that flips it in one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. Literally, my only gripe with Get Out was like the comedic relief. I think we talked about this. I don't remember if this was on mm. a podcast or if it was like in between filmings or something. But I remember saying something along the lines of like, I just didn't like the the comedic relief guy uh, in Get Out. Uh, I just felt like he, me- he messed oh, with yeah, the, uh, the yeah yeah the, the mall cop the mall cop the mall cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I just did like, like that. Broke, I felt like he broke the flow of tension in a way. I mean, comedic That's relief, fair. but in a way that was like. <laughs> unnecessary for that that's fair if that makes sense so no, i was just I like i kind of wish they would have made him either a different type of character or just omitted him entirely that's and fair. i would have liked the movie better but i like yeah. him a lot but <laughs> but i also really like horror comedies so i really like the thing that can, like yeah. that's that's a big love of mine but i think so i think us was comedic at times yeah. but i felt oh, like yeah. the comedy there worked better okay that's totally fair so i think that was that was that one and also scott pilgrim still sucks all right let's sign it off no amanda (laughs) that's the end of the episode and the end of the season fuck you (laughs) just like that it's a canadian treasure you are disrespecting my culture Oh, Canada. Hey, my grandmother is Canadian. I can pull my percentage Canadian out as well. <laughs> it still sucked. <laughs> no, it didn't suck. It Scott sucks. But Yeah, movie, but Scott's like, supposed to suck. And that's what people don't get. I don't care about a guy who sucks. That's like, fair. We, that's fair. Maybe it's because I have sucked in my life too. And no, I have not dated a high schooler in my 20s because that's not a good thing to do and is wrong. But or again, it's kind of like either. sometimes people can relate to the Christian character of Midsummer. Sometimes people can relate to like Scott Pilgrim being a little bit of a fucking asshole and selfish. My thing is but not that it. he's an asshole. No, I get it. it. it 
I, I think it's like, because he's an asshole. Well, back to, to if you haven't seen my episode on In Defense of saying that Scott Pilgrim sucks, I was waiting for the nerds to get me with that one. <laughs> I was waiting for war to break out. I was like, should I private my Twitter? Like, what do I do now? No, I think you're safe now. <laughs> I think I'm s- safe now. But like... Honestly, um, I I do love like of course the visual aspect. Okay, and cool. The, the graphic, the graphic. I think it's incredible. Sick. I think it's amazing. I wish they would have done more movies movies in that graphic style. And there was a few others. I think um, Sin City or something came out several years before that. Yeah, and that had like a similar. Yeah, I, I think um, Edgar Wright really graphic. like nailed the like we want this to feel like a comic yeah. book slash like video game. Yeah, and, and and with the editing and stuff. So like he. And I love that. I think that's really cool. Okay, good. I think uh, the visual aspect and like the even the concept of like fighting through her boyfriends to find like I think it's cute. Yeah, but like he is so annoying, <laughs> and it's like I gotta trek through this fucking sh- shit. Like, all right, let's get this asshole to to self discovery yeah, and his redemption that's arc. Fair. It's probably and, I just have to deal then, with uh, dudes like this, so. <laughs> so I just it doesn't bother me as much. If I knew a Scott, I'd be like, "Fuck this shit!" I mean, I don't need to help somebody digitally as well as in real life. But like, so <laughs> like I was just like, "All right." I like Michael Sarah though. I think he played the role very well. Yeah. I feel like he, he gives did. off like annoying, <laughs> like nerdy, uh, awkward, shy kid. I, I don't know if it comes naturally. I think it does. <laughs> it probably does. Yeah. Uh, and for that, I give it, it's fine if you like it. <laughs> and then go on. What about you, Mike? Have you seen Scott Pilgrim? I saw it like eight years ago and I remember liking it a lot. So I just want to, I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight. You guys Doesn't go Doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm taking it. All right. Does anybody have like, do we kind of want, do you have any, like, do you know of any like unpopular opinions you have like right off the top of your head that you, to just sign off with? Do we want to like, cause I guess that's Kenny's. I used to have so many, but I feel like a lot of my unpopular opinions have like come around full circle and now they're almost going the other way again. Like I walked out of Avatar in 2009 and was miserable and thought it was ass. And everyone was like, this is the best movie that's ever been released. It's so gorgeous it's amazing and then you gave it time and people were like it's really not good other than the visual spectacle but now that the second one's coming out people are being like no avatar is so good and i'm unashamed and i'm just like i still think it's ass so i they're still making the second one yes that's now officially it's they've started the pictures are coming out the trailers and theaters isn't there like four or five parts coming out yeah there's a bunch of more or planned out out, at least i think i'm gonna be dead before anything after this one comes that's out. that's fair because i think that he this- will have to die before he gets through any of the other ones but not that i want him dead i'm just saying that like it's it's like <laughs> it's like the george R. R. martin thing here mm-hmm. like you can only take so long between movies avatar came out in 2009 and we are 2022 and the sequel is coming out now it feels very like kingdom hearts adjacent like we're yeah. still making it we're still <laughs> we're doing, still doing it, doing it. <laughs> it's just like oh okay i yeah. I was five and now I'm like 38. I'm so happy to see this. Yeah. <laughs> see this triumph. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mike? Do you got one? Well, signing off on the finale on audio. Sorry. Um, okay, here's my hot take. Ready? What's the movie you guys like? A movie we like. What's a movie we like? Yeah. What's a movie you're, you're you just like? You're going to say you don't like it's a movie. It. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. This is serious. What movie do you, what's a movie you guys like? Shoot. Quick. First movie Social that comes to mind. Social Network. Kenny. Uh, um, 
I don't know why I can't think of any movie I enjoyed. <laughs> Showgirls. Show I know Kenny liked Showgirls. I do like Showgirls. I do like Showgirls. <laughs> That's the one you went with. Okay, those didn't spark anything. Here's my unpopular opinion. Uh, I've never, uh, I've never watched Star Wars, and I never have had any urge in my life to ever go watch Star Wars. As much as people talk about the good parts of it and the bad parts of it, it's just like I don't need to go into that world. It's not worth it for me. I can let that die and me die and never be in inter- any any interaction between the two. That's Keep my that I agree. Keep it that way. Despite despite Amanda the Jedi. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. It's like 80% ass. It's fine. And my favorite Star Wars movie is everyone's least favorite Star Wars movie. It's fine. I think that's one that we actually all agreed on. No, oh my okay. god. Yay. Yeah. Hey, hey. So that is gonna do it. Yeah, honestly, at this point, a little bit, honestly. Mm. But that is gonna do it for this season of Camp <sighs> Counselors on the More Butter channel. Again, we are rounding the corner to 30,000 subscribers, so it would be awesome if you guys could subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, keep uh, keep an eye out for, for future episodes and different shows uh, coming to the More Butter channel. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify as well. But uh, you can find me uh, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, a bunch of different places at Amanda the Jedi. Mike, where can they find you? Well, you can find my blank screen over at YouTube, uh, Mr. Gigi, Twitter, the Mr. Gigi. And you can find Kenny at Kenny JD on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of them. Kenny JD. It's been fun. <laughs> it's really yeah, fun. So that is going to do it again. Thank you all so much for watching, <laughs> and we'll catch you all later. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not sorry, on the I last episode. Come ah! on, yeah. <laughs> so that is going to do it for this season. And as always, even if we're not here to remind you, make sure to butter your popcorn. Butter. <laughs> More butter. <laughs> <laughs>